Welcome to the Dear Sister Podcast, a weekly, raw, and transparent conversation discussing topics centered around issues that most women face, but that we rarely discuss out of fear that we are the only ones experiencing them. So get ready to laugh, cry, but most importantly, be ready to heal. I'm your host, Jessica Janae.
I'm working on my third degree. Ow. Okay, shout out to all the smart girls. And I put this post up on Facebook and it said, you know, I know entrepreneurship is the wave because I plan on I don't plan on working for myself. I mean, God, I don't plan on working for somebody else for the rest of my life. My grandfather was entrepreneur. My auntie owns the best soulful restaurant in Harlem, New York, in the world, okay? So my family is full of entrepreneurs. So I do not plan on working for someone else for the rest of my life. But education has been and will always be an important thing to me and those people in my family. So shout out to all of you who are working on these degrees, who are working on these um these certificates that are working on their trade. Like shout out to you. I know entrepreneurship people say, you know, who needs a degree? Who needs education these days? But get as much education as you want. Because my grandfather always used to tell me and all of his grandkids and all of his children, nieces and nephews, that education, what you get in your mind, and this is coming from somebody who didn't go past the fifth grade of education, but he made sure that he instilled the importance of education into generations after him. And he said, once you get it in your mind, that's something that nobody, particularly the white man, they can't take that from you. And it's nothing more dangerous, nothing more powerful than an educated black woman or educated black man. So, and a praying, <laughs> a praying educated black woman or a praying educated black man. So shout out to all of you who are working on your degrees. Shout out to all of us who are already in our careers and still chasing another degree to get a bigger bag, okay? So let's get into this week's topic. Um, and you know, before I start, first of all, let me just say, I am recording in a different spot today. I usually record at my table in my dining room area, but today I am recording live from my sunroom. And so I'm looking out into my apartment complex and I live on the third floor so my view is higher that's the message all by itself but my view is higher so I'm mostly looking at I see the building but I'm mostly looking at the trees and the interstate and it's just so beautiful that the sun is out shining the leaves are changing like it's it's fall it don't feel like fall at some morning on some mornings but it is fall the leaves are beautiful and so yeah I'm excited to be recording we're gonna see how this new um recording area works out i'm still trying to get my microphone to um cooperate but yeah so um let's get into this week's episode or this week's topic you know before i start the topic off i always share with you a lesson that i've learned throughout this week okay so this week lesson goes like this okay so this isn't really a lesson but it was more so of a reminder. So, I've always known that God loves me. Um, I've experienced God. Well, first of all, let me say this. I was taught that God loved me. And it was around my sophomore year of college that I experienced God's love for me. And on a different level outside of my parents' teaching and my church's teaching and my grandparents and aunties and uncles and older cousins, what they taught me, okay? So I've always been taught and I've experienced God's love, um, and I knew that he cared about me. I was always taught that he cared about me. I read in his word that he cares about me. But it wasn't until a week ago and a few days ago that I was 
reminded or yeah that I was reminded and I got to experience God's love on a different on an even different level okay that may not even be politically grammar correctness but this past week I was reminded that God really cares about me and not only does he care about me and what goes on around me but he cares about my heart excuse me and so let's start from two weeks ago i get a text from this guy who was who i was involved with from like 2014 okay maybe 2015 i think that's around that's the time that we were we started talking um up until (laughs) a few months ago no, last year. Let's say 2017, okay? Um, this person, you know, we first started talking. I met him through a friend. Um, and that's the person for years I had given my time and my attention to. Now, it was long distance. I lived in South Carolina. He lived in Charlotte. And eventually he moved back home to, De- to Detroit, right? So... Even though I was talking to him, you know, I was still entertaining other people because, like, my mama, my mama didn't raise no fool, okay? And Phaedra Parks from Real Housewives of Atlanta said one time, she said, I may play dumb, but I ain't that damn dumb. No, that wasn't, that wasn't Phaedra, that was Cynthia, okay? Cynthia said, I may play dumb, but I ain't that damn dumb, okay? So, and excuse the cuss word, but... That's how, that's my motto. Like, I may play dumb and I may play stupid, but I'm I'm far from stupid or dumb, okay? So, you know, we were talking on and off. He would always tell me, you know, you're going to be my wife. Like, God has already told me you're my wife, and I'm just working on myself, preparing myself so that I can be the best man for you, right? And so, of course, you know, as a woman, your, your emotions is like they're really feeling what they're saying. And so, you deep down, you believe them. But on the other side, you like, I'm not about to wait for him, right? So I was still doing my thing. So even a few months ago, a couple of months ago, he told me the same thing. Like, I, he, he texted me out the blue, I love you, right? You're my wife, right? So I've been hearing this for years, and I'm your wife, and I'm your wife, I'm your wife, right? So last two weekends ago, I get a text from this person. Like, I done deleted your number and everything, because at this point, like, I got to start believing your actions over your words. So, um, sorry, y'all. <laughs> so, I get a text from him, and it's basically saying, like, I'm sorry for anything I've ever done to hurt you, um, and blah, 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 blah. So, I entertain the conversation, and then it drops in my spirit, he has a girlfriend. So, I text him that. I said, you must have a girlfriend. So he texts me something else, but then he double texts and says, how do you know I have a girlfriend? And I said, I pro- I just figured, you know, you're coming at me with this apology. You probably don't want any bad karma to come back to you. So I just feel like you got a girlfriend, right? So the conversation kind of dies off. Last week, when I'm on my way to the alumni party for homecoming, I'm looking at my phone, and I get on Facebook, and I just missed 
his live video. And the title says, she said yes. Child, what? Excuse me? What? Honey, I went on the video and he proposed to this girl. So, you know, I'm an investigator. I go to her page and I start looking. They only been dating for a few months, child. A few months. And here I am. I had given this guy some years, okay? Some years. Um, and you're proposing to this other girl, right? After you told me several times that I'm your wife, that I'm the one God has for you, blase, blase, right? Woo, child. So, I text him and I said, congratulations on your new engagement. May God bless you and your future wife. And I blocked him on everything. Like, I blocked him on everything. Because now, you have disconnected yourself from being able to see anything that goes on with me. See, this is my logic. And it may not work for the people. You know, some people, when they break up with the ex, um, they can still be friends on social media. You know what I'm saying? That's cool and dandy for y'all. If that works for you, kudos to you. But my logic is, is if you hurt me, you do not get to see what's going on in my life. Even though I don't post a lot about what goes on in my life on social media, you don't get to know whether I'm alive, dead, healthy, sick. Like, you don't get to know any of that. The worst thing you could do to somebody who cares for you is make them worry about you. And so when people hurt me, I'm not trying to get even. I'm not about to sit here and post subliminal messages. I'm about to just cut you off. And you, that will hurt you more than me seeing me and me being petty and posting subliminals. No, because one, I don't want to see that um, either. So, okay, that was the first incident. So, as I'm in the car, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like he really just proposed to somebody else, right? So, as I was good though, because God had already told me. God had already told me that he was he had a girlfriend. I didn't know he was going to get engaged, but it didn't sting as much because I felt like I was somehow prepared for this, you know? I was prepared for that news. So, I was fine. Like, I handled it for the first 10 minutes of finding out that he proposed to somebody else. I was super fine, like, better than I expected, right? But then, that's, that's when the enemy gets upset because you're not handling handling it the way that he wants you to handle it which is be mad which is to be sad which is to to just start questioning everything so i was good for the first 10 minutes y'all but when i tell you the thoughts started bomb bombarding my mind like he's known you for years but he know he's known her for months and now he's proposing to her or didn't he tell you he was his wife like, isn't this the second guy that told you he's your, that you're his wife? And look, look what's happened. Like, I just, like, all these thoughts just kept coming into my mind. And for a few minutes, like, I was starting to get sad. And you know what I did? First of all, I prayed to God. It wasn't a long, drawn-out prayer, but it was just like, God, like, help me. Help me to remember that everything happens for a reason. And um, what misses me is not for me. Right? What passes me by is not for me. And I turn, as I said, my, my quick prayer, I turn on my When I Forget Who I Am playlist that I created that you can find on Apple Music. Damn. Um, and I, when I tell you my spiritual starts to get lifted, I felt much better after that. And I enjoyed the rest of my night and I had fun with my friends. And I've been good ever since then. Okay? 
So here's the second thing that really showed me that God cares about my heart. He cares about my feelings and he cares about me as his daughter. It's one thing to know God cares about you as his child of God. I mean, as a child of his, but to know that he cares about me as his daughter. Because if you if you have a brother and you have a um, if you have siblings, you can notice that your parents will kind of um, uh, how can I say this? They will kind of handle the sister's feelings a little softer and a little more gentle than they do the brother feelings because they're the guy, they're the man, right? So I learned that God cared about me as his daughter. So last week again, um, and this when I say last week, I'm saying like. So, okay, last week, let me just say that. Last week, early in the week, God dropped it in my spirit that my ex-boyfriend, which was the first boy that I ever loved, that I ever cared about, that I just knew was the one child. I was dumb, stupid at 21, okay? Um, that he was that he was engaged, okay? So, I'm like, okay, God, again, again, like, what, what? Why do you keep dropping these things in my spirit? So... Few that, so I, it dropped in my spirit, and I just ignored it. I think I was in the shower, actually. I know that may be TMI, but I was in the shower, and it dropped in my spirit that my ex-boyfriend was engaged. So I was like, okay. So on last Wednesday, the question pops up: Just are you are you over Joe? Oh, okay, whatever. I'm gonna say his name. Are you over him yet? Right. So I was like, yes. Why? Is he engaged? And so the person responds back with a picture. And it's a picture of him and one of his exes, who I assume they're back together now. Um, and it's a pregnant picture. Like, it's a, we're having a baby picture, right? Mind you, him and I were just together a few months ago. No shade, but we were together. I want to say August, right? August. And I never wanted to get back with my ex-boyfriend. Like, I honestly would never want to get back with him. Because the picture, and this is one reason why I'm so grateful that things don't work out the way that I wanted them to. Because the picture, honey, the girl is pregnant, pregnant. But him and I were just together in August, okay? So, when I saw the picture, I guess my reaction was supposed to be like, bump them, da-da-da, throwing shade. But... I didn't feel none of that. Like, when I tell you I was so shocked at myself, I was just like, this does not bother me. And I said, that's a beautiful picture. God bless them. God bless their new baby. Like, that's awesome. And it was at that moment that I remember that God had told me a few days ago that he was engaged, which I'm, sh I'm sure the engagement is coming because I just feel like that's usually what happens in those type of situations. But... He had told me that they were going to be engaged. And I knew engagement, pregnancy, those are two both very big milestones in anybody's life, okay? So, I, I always knew that this time would come where, you know, one of my exes who is in a public figure would get engaged or have a baby. Like, that was going to happen for both of us, okay? And I'm going to be honest, I just always wished it would have been me first. Of course, I want my husband first, but, you know, no shade or whatever. Um... However, I always, I never knew how I would handle knowing that it happens to him first. 
but I expect I didn't expect it to be a good reaction. But I was so proud of myself because I really had positive things to say and I meant them. And so this is what I wanted, this is what really stood out to me this past week, or two weeks, I should say, because I haven't released the episode in two weeks, but that God cared about me so much, he cares about me so much, that he gave me insight spiritually, he gave me spiritual insight privately before anything or anybody could ever try to embarrass me, surprise me, or throw me off guard publicly. I'm going to say that one more time. God loved me so much that he privately gave me spiritual insight on something that was going to happen in the natural, but he did it privately before anybody or anyone could ever try to embarrass me, surprise me, or hurt me naturally, in the natural realm. And I want to thank God for that because that reminded me that he really cares about my heart. Excuse me. He really cares about my heart. And he, and that, oh, like that just, I texted my older cousin and I told her the story and she was just like, baby, that's the type of God we serve. Like that really touched me. That really touched me. Like I thank God for that. I think, I really thank him for that. Because I always assumed that I would handle that type of situation in a very negative way. Yeah, I thought low of myself in that aspect. I thought I would be mad. I thought I would be petty. You know what I'm saying? I thought that I would send an ugly text message. I thought I would handle it in a way that is not lined up with the calling on my life. Okay? But when it was presented to me, I handled it with grace and dignity. And even that night, I prayed for him. I prayed for the mother of his child, and I prayed for his newborn baby. And I actually meant it, and I prayed it from a sincere place. And that's when I knew, one, that I have really grown up. Two, that I'm really over him. And three, that God saved me. God saved me. God really saved me from being with somebody trifling like that. Okay? But those are my two lessons from this week. Also, let me also share this, right? So, I was in uh, Kroger's earlier today, okay? So, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to cook, but I know for breakfast, I'm going to make me some tomatoes, grits, and bacon. Shout out to the people who know about eggs. I'm mean, not eggs, grits, tomatoes, and bacon. Because that, that's a whole, that's like soul breakfast. You know how you got soul food? That's a soul breakfast. Tomatoes, grits, and bacon. Jesus, God bless us, tomatoes. I can eat that every day of the week, okay? And I'll never get too big or too mighty for some grits, tomatoes, and bacon. Jesus, right? So I'm on the vegetable aisle, and I'm looking for, I'm looking for the tomatoes. Looking for the tomatoes, okay? Like, hard on looking for, for the tomatoes. And I can't find them. So I'm just like, okay, I see okra and tomato. But I don't see tomatoes. Like, I just want my tomatoes. That's all I want. Where are my tomatoes at? So, I'm looking. Like, I walked back and forth, up and down the aisle, the vegetable aisle, about four times. Like, I know I'm not tripping. I'm even, like, squinting my eyes and look at the sign. Like, maybe they're out of tomatoes. Maybe everybody's into the tomato grits and bacon because it's getting cold or whatever. Child, I was like, I was about to grab the tomato and okra. Like, I was about to get that can. 
And I was just like, just, you know, you don't eat okra like that. So you're going to be real mad when you cook this and you don't eat okra like that, right? So I was like, you know what, bump it. I'll just pick up tomatoes another from another store another time. But then, for some reason, I went on the next out over. Y'all know they got tomatoes? They got a whole section just for tomatoes in Kroger? Cause in Piggly, like in Food Lion and Walmart, the tomatoes they're in the on the vegetable aisle. But in Kroger, the tomatoes have their own section on a whole different aisle. So I learned two things from that, and this may be real deep, but y'all know I'm extra. So, and y'all love me, and I love y'all. So the first thing I was reminded of, cause I almost grabbed the okra and the tomatoes. I almost settled because I didn't see what I wanted, but that was close enough to what I wanted. Knowing good and well that I don't even eat okra like that. And that if I would have bought it, I would have been mad after I cooked it. Because I settled for tomato okra. How many of us are settling for something that kind of looks like what we want? But it's not really what we want. And even though it has some things in it that we know we don't really care for. Okay? How many of us are settling? Then, here's the second thing, right? So I looked up, is tomato a vegetable or is it a fruit? Because I wanted to make sure before I recorded this, right? So on some websites it said tomato is a fruit, but according to the USA guidelines, it's a vegetable because it fits the vegetable guidelines. Just because you are a vegetable like everybody else, God will set you apart. And I'm what I mean by that is there are a lot of people doing podcasts, but God is still setting me apart. There are a lot of people who are selling hair, but God can still set you apart. There are a lot of people who own their own boutique, but God will set you apart. You may be a vegetable, but baby, you're a tomato. You got your your own little section in God's kingdom because even though you're a vegetable, God needs you to do something else. Not only do you come in a can, not only do you come in as like the chopped up vegetable, you come in the petite diced vegetables, you come in the, the tomato paste, Okay, ketchup, okay? Don't not do not stop your own self from walking in your purpose because you're afraid that everybody else is doing the same thing. God will still use a vegetable and set them apart. I hope that makes sense to y'all. Yes, you may yes, you are a singer and there are a million other singers in this world, but God will set you apart. If that's what he has for your life. Yes, there are people who have mentoring groups. But God will set your mentoring groups apart if that's what he has for your life. So I say that to say this. Don't get discouraged because there are other people already doing what you're doing. They may be doing something that looks like what you are supposed to be doing. But we need what you're doing. We need what you're doing. We need what you have to offer. God needs what you have to offer to the kingdom. God needs your gift. Okay? So be that tomato seeds, you not no corn, you not no squash or no okra or no potatoes that's just chilling with the other vegetables on the vegetable aisle. You were entire tomato on a differently entire aisle, okay? So, I'm going to take a break right here and when I come back, I'm going to officially get into this week's topic. <laughs> okay, and we're back. Let me um, get to these questions because I spent a lot of time... <laughs> With my lesson of the week. So, um, a few weeks ago, one of our listeners 
wrote into me. I sound like I'm trying to be Oprah, but I am the next Oprah, okay? Damn. Okay, well, she really texted me, but right wrote in kind of sounds more official, but so one of our, <laughs> one of my listeners, she texted me and basically gave me some um, topic suggestions for an episode, and so her, one of her suggestions was friendship. And that was the episode that I recorded last week with my friends. But, of course, that's the episode that didn't work out. So, I'm going to try to hold it down by myself. So, she sent in some questions for me to answer. And I hope that, um, I hope that this will be a, this will be a blessing to somebody. Because we're all, I think we're in a time where friendships are becoming better. I feel like women are becoming more supportive of each other because I used to be that girl that would always say, oh, I get along I get along better with women than men. I mean, I get along better with men than women, okay? And that used to be true because I just thought women were, it was just a competition to me. And I didn't really trust women because I thought that they were all spiteful or hurtful or just, just not truthful or honest. You know what I'm saying? But it's a problem with a woman who can't get along with other women. I'm just going to be honest. Um, yes, I I have a good bit of male friends because I just, I'm able to just be real chill around males. But at the end of the day, I would not trade my female tribe for a group of men at any day or on any day. So be careful with women who say, oh, I cannot get along with women. Since you're a woman. <laughs> So, there is something wrong if you cannot get along with other women. You need to do a heart check and you need to do a self check because there's something wrong. Okay? So, I do not trust women who say that they can't get along with women. So, shout out to the women and the men listeners who are striving to be a better friend, a better sister, a better daughter, a better mother, a better teacher, a better mentor. Like, just better daughter of God, just better, okay? And so this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about friendships because we all, God didn't create us to go through this alone. He did not create us to go through life alone. So here's the first question. What does having a friend actually mean to you? To me, having a friend means that I have somebody that is there for me, good days and bad days. Um, Somebody that's there to have my back and to push me and to support me. And no, I don't just mean support me financially, but support me with motivation. Support me by pouring into me. If you know that I pour into a lot of people and sometimes I run low, support me by pouring back into me. Support me by um, promoting my podcast, reposting my blog posts and stuff like that. Um, So yeah, that's what having a friend means to me. That when I can't call on nobody else, I know that I can call on you and that you're loyal and that you're honest and that you're not going to just tell me what I want to hear. So, yeah. Um, Number two, what value do friendships bring to your life? I think the value that my friendships bring to my life is that I'm able to be free. I feel like um, I give good bits of myself away to this audience to people when I'm giving them encouragement. I'm, I'm very transparent, right? And But there are parts of me that I kind of hold back from social media because I'm just, I don't think y'all can handle 
that reckless side of me. But <laughs> I'm glad that I have a tribe that I'm able to be my true and authentic self. And I'm very happy. And when I say that, I don't mean like I'm one person on social media and I'm completely different in real life because that's far from the truth. What you see is what you get. Like, But there are parts of me that I just that don't need to be on social media. Right? And so, um, this is so weird. My neighbor on the third floor just opened their blind. And that door felt real weird. I hope he can't see me like I can see him. Okay. Sorry. But I think the um the value that they bring to my life is that I'm able to be free um, with them. That they love up on me. Because I love up on a lot of different people. And I pour out a lot to other people. And my friends... They pour, they, they pour back into me. And so I'm very grateful. And they provide me with the laughs that I need to make it throughout life. Because life can get hard sometimes. And it's those laughter, the moments where your friends make you laugh, that means the most, okay? What qualities in a friend are most important to you? Um, The qualities that are most important to me in a friend is you have to be loyal. Loyalty is very, very, very important to me. I'm a very loyal person. And so that means that there are people that I'm no longer friends with today. And it could be because they did me wrong or whatever. Or maybe I, we just grew apart. But whatever they told me, I would never go and blast that on, blast that to anybody. Not even my closest friends now. I wouldn't tell them what old friends have told me because that's what loyalty looks like to me. Loyalty is that when you need me, I'm there for you. Loyalty is, you know, when you tell me something, that's between me and you. Now, if you were saying that you're going to hurt yourself, that's a different story. But as long as you're not a threat to yourself or to society, whatever you tell me, that's, that's what it is. And so loyalty is very important to me. Um, honesty is very important to me. I expect my friends to be honest. Um, Jesus, I expect, what else is important to me in a friendship? I expect my friends to put in effort, communication, because if I'm always reaching out to you first, that's a problem. Um, so yeah, those are the, the most important things to me. Next thing, let's see, what qualities do you hold that make you a good friend? Again, I feel like I'm very loyal. I feel like I try to pour into majority of my friends. I feel like I try to um, not only pour into them, but support them and just make them better. Like, I, I root for all of my friends because I know that God has greatness attached to all of them. And so I just try to be that type of friend that I would want. That friend that if you need a listening ear, I'm that ear. If you need a shoulder to cry on, I'm that shoulder. If you need a praying friend, I'm that praying friend, honey. If you want to go have a good time, child, what time do I need to be ready? Yes, that's the type of friend that I am. Um, so, yeah. How do you offer appreciation to friends? What do you say or do to show that you care? Um, what I do or share, uh, what I do to show my friends, or what do I say to you let my friends know that I think I'm grateful for them is I send those messages. I'm so grateful for you. I love you. Or either I'll send like an inspirational message um, to them. And that's the way that I show my friends that I care. Again, you have to, in order to get friends, you have to be a friend. And you need to be that friend that you would want somebody to be to you. 
when do you need your friends the most? I need my friends the most when I don't tell anybody I need them. I'm so grateful for those friends who can tell that there's a difference in my body language. That can tell there's a difference in how I'm moving or how I'm operating. And when I don't feel like telling anybody that I need them, but that it will always be that one person that God will send my way to let me know, like, that's you okay? Like, you seem a little off, you know? That's when I need my friends the most or um, when I'm just really overwhelmed because I can sometimes be very hard on myself and feel like I'm not doing enough. And I need my friends to tell me, Jess, you're doing really good. Jess, you are awesome. Like, sometimes I need my friends to boost me when I can't boost myself. That's when I need my friends the most um, to keep me going. When do you know a friendship is over? You know a friendship is over when communication change changes, when you're reaching out more to them than they're reaching out to you. Um, when you just know that you're on different levels, not saying that you're better than them and they're not, and they're better than you. Just saying, like I'm over here focusing on my gifts and my purpose in life, and you still focus on the man. Like we just in two different seasons. Like our priorities are different. Um, like, you still want to go to the club every weekend, and I'm just trying to figure out what's the new release on Netflix. Like, you, God will let you know when a friendship is over. And what I'm so grateful, I heard this before, is a lot of times we try to hold on to people when we should have let them go. And oftentimes, God will put something in us that makes them want to leave us alone. Because he knows that if it was up to us, we would hold on to them. So ask God, and I ask God, I pray this often, I say, God, Anybody that's not for me, remove them. Remove them. And what I learned is, is that, let's envision a bullseye, okay? Envision a bullseye. You're in the middle. You don't have to cut off everybody. Sometimes God still wants you to be connected to people, but it's all about their placement in their life. So you're in the middle of the bullseye, the bullseye, and then you have people who are in the middle with you, and then as the, each layer goes out, there's more people that you add to that. Everybody not supposed to be in the exact same circle of the bullseye with you. So it doesn't mean that you have to cut everybody off, because there are people that I haven't cut off, but their placement in my life has changed. Because I've noticed how you move, that you're moving differently than I'm moving. I noticed that you may not support me the way that friends should support me, but you, you still are a good time. Um, I noticed that we just on two different levels right now or two places in life, but that doesn't mean I necessarily have to cut you off. Your placement just changes. You know what I'm saying? And you are in control of how those people are placed in your life. So everybody is not meant to be cut off from you because you don't know how God is using you to be a blessing in their life or they could be an assignment that you miss, you confuse for a friend. So allow God to show you when a season is up for you and a friendship or relationship or what have you um what is your standard on friendships based on my standards i'm not really sure i don't know that answer to that um i just know that i am in my career i have a lot to lose so if you're a type of person that don't got nothing to lose i can't be friends with you <laughs> because i got so much to lose to just to be hanging around anybody and everybody let me say this everybody does not deserve to be close to you there are people who, you know, DM me all the time, want to hang out. Like, no, 
I'm, everybody's not going to get close to me. I don't care how transparent I am on this podcast. I don't care how transparent I am on social media. Everybody is not going to have the right to be close to me. That's just life. Everybody does not deserve to be close to you. And I've made the mistake several times of letting people I thought were friends close to me. And they only want to get close to me so they could learn all that they could learn from me. And then they started acting differently. I would rather you tell me, Jess, I need to know how to do this or how to start this or how to go here versus you pretending like you're really trying to be my friend at the end of the day. Um, so, yeah, those are the standards for me. Like, everybody can't get close to me. And you should not let everybody close to you. And if you don't have anything to lose, then we can't be friends because I got too much to lose. But that means I'm not going to be out here twerking on Facebook, Instagram, or other types of social media, because I got too much to lose. You know what I'm saying? I'm not about to be out here half naked anymore, because now I'm in a different place in my life, and I have too much to lose. So, yeah, those are the standards for me and my friendships. Um, Let's see. When did you become a good friend? I became a good friend when I... I became a good friend when two things happened. One, when I lost one of my close friends. And that's actually the next question. Which friendship do you regret losing? And so I'll talk about that in a minute. But one, when I lost a close friend. Not through death or tragedy or anything like that. Um, But two, I became a better friend when I no longer needed my friends to satisfy me. And what I mean by that is, growing up, I always wanted friends to be my friends because I wanted them to be there with me. I didn't want to be lonely. I didn't. I just, I just wanted friends because I wanted to satisfy me, 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 me. Right? But I became a better friend when I got into a different type of relationship with God. Because before I go to any of my friends or anybody else, I'm going to God first. That's number one. Um, nobody can do for me like God can do for me. Not my friends, not my parents, not my brother, nobody. So it wasn't until I learned that, that God is really the only person I need. He's the only person that can satisfy me. I took that expectation off of my friends. And so I stopped trying to get friends to satisfy me, me, me. And I became the type of friend that, wanted to be the type of friend that they need. So that's when I became a better friend, when I became selfless. And that's because of the fact that I stopped depending on my friends to fill the void that only God can fill or to be there for me the way that only God can be there for me. So that's when I became a good, a better friend. When I learned that God was my one and true friend. And so, yeah. And I will also say, I don't know your relationship with your mother or anything like that or your grandparents or whatever, but my number one friend is my mama. My mama has had my back like nobody else. Like when my bills need to be paid and I'm struggling, who I go to? My mama. When I don't know what type of decision I really need to make, who do I go to after I prayed about it? My mama. I don't know about y'all, but my mama is my one true friend, child. 
She the only person that been she she done made those standards of what I base my relate my friendships on. She didn't show me how loyal loyal she is. She didn't show me how real of a friend she is. She even showed me she would ride for me when the when I was like in college and the pharmacies at Walmart on Irby Street tried me child and I called my mama and she was there in less than five minutes. Okay. So yeah, that's when I became a better friend. And my la- the last question was, what is one friendship, if there is a is one friendship that you regret losing? And I will say there's only been one friendship that I regret losing. And that is my friendship with um this girl from back at home. Her name is Jarell. And I feel like we stopped being friends for something very minor. Um, but at this time again, I was in a headspace of me, 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 me. So even though it may have seemed minor to me, and I didn't, I didn't take time to step out of myself to see the situation in her, from her perspective, right? And so after that friendship was over I feel like that began to shift the type of friend that I am so that's why I'm big now on communication I'm big on encouraging my friends because I used to be a selfish friend and you know of course now like when we see each other we give each other a hug um you know we share each other stuff on Facebook or whatever but I will be honest say that is the one person and I've lost quite a good bit of friends not because of something that they've done or something that I've done, but seasons. And that's always been one thing that has been hard for me to understand is that because of the calling on my life, I can't be friends with everybody the same way that you can't be friends with everybody. And so seasons will change. And some friendships are not really friendships, they're assignments. Because there's something that you need to learn from them, and there's something that you they can learn from you. And so... um. I've been saying um a lot on this episode. I'm sorry. But the one thing for me was to learn that seasons um, will change. And so now, as an adult, I'm able to know that some of my friendships will change because their season will, there will come a season where their, the type of friendship I need with that person is different. And growing up, I didn't understand that. So I just always thought, like, it was something wrong with me or whatever. So, I say all that to say that there have been a lot of friendships that have come and gone out of my life. More so when I was younger. But out of all those friendships, the only one I actually regret losing um, in that manner was the friendship with Jarrell. Um, But that friendship taught me how to be a better friend as a woman today. Does that make sense? That friendship as a younger teenager who was trying to, who was growing into adulthood has prepared me to be a better friend as a 27-year-old woman today. So, yeah, I hope all that made sense. Um, This episode really was to answer those questions about friendships, but I, uh, I started talking about tomatoes and <laughs> how just life life lessons and how I remember that God loves me and he cares about my heart. He cares about my emotions. He cares about my feelings. He cares about my heart. And that's who wouldn't want to serve a God like that. And I'll say it again because it just, it really touches me that God loves me so much 
that he gave me insight. He gave me spiritual insight privately before anything or anyone could ever try to embarrass me, hurt me, or shock me, or catch me by surprise in public, okay? So shout out to God. Like, just shout out to God. Um, He's so amazing. He's really amazing. I know I can throw a little hissy fit with him sometimes, but I thank God that he still, um, he still loves me, and he still cares about me, and that he's faithful even when I'm unfaithful. So let me go ahead and wrap up this episode because... I am out of time, but I love y'all. Um, for those of you who signed up for the I'm That Woman Challenge or I'm That Woman group, you will be getting um, information real, 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 real soon, so stay tuned. Um, and also, there will be probably two more episodes in this season, and then we're going to be having a season finale, and then I'm going to take a break, and then we'll be back in December for season so yeah um please let me know what you will want to hear on the next two episodes of the dear sister podcast before the season finale let me know if there's any topic that you want me to 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 cover anything that you want me to talk about i'm really excited what god's doing through this podcast and i'm really excited about um what he's doing in the lives of those people who are connected to this podcast so yeah y'all have an amazing week Keep your head up and please walk and talk like you already have the blessing that you're waiting on. Walk and talk and think like you already have the blessing that you are waiting on. Carry yourself like you're that wife. Carry yourself like you're that teacher. Carry yourself with the mentality that I am a different vibe that you won't get anywhere else. Okay? I love y'all. I'm praying for y'all. I'm praying with y'all. Um, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And to share this podcast with your friends. We need some more listeners, some more viewers. But yeah, I love y'all. And there's nothing you can do about it.